Now listen, we, we this is a church teaching you how to do what? Walk in, Walk love, in love, live, live by, by faith, and experience. experience God's prosperity in every, every area of, of your, your life. life. If you think about that live by faith, it is the anchor of the other two. Mm -hmm. Because how do you even walk in love? You have to do it by faith. By faith. I want you to hear this. Um, the Bible love, the God kind of love yep. requires faith. Yep. Because you're going to need to forgive some people. Mm -hmm. You're going to need to, um, you know, let go of some things in your marriage. You're going to be able to, there, there are going to be so many things that you can only do by faith. Yes. You can only do it by faith. Yes. How are you going to experience God's prosperity in every area of your life? By faith. And Pastor Edwin and I have been talking, we've been talking a lot to our spiritual parents, and we say that there is such a deficit of people in the body knowing how to walk by faith. Really again, knowing how to walk again, by faith. Yes. yes. Now, again, we're not saying you don't love Jesus. Right. We are not saying you're not good at praise and worship. Right. We're talking about your ability to be able to get anchored to a word and to become steadfast and unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord because you are fully persuaded in what God says. So now you are fully persuaded in what you said. And I need you to hear me. I need you to lean in and hear me. Come on. If you do not learn to walk by faith, you will spend a lifetime locked out of an inheritance that already belongs to My you. My God, locked out. So Faith is the debit card and the access code. Mm -hmm. And if you don't learn to walk by faith, I need to see your hearts, your fire. I need you to get excited about walking by faith. I need you to get excited about learning what it means to hear a word, receive that word, believe that word, mm -hmm. and stand on that word. Now, yes. let me tell you what I need you to do. Is it, it, this just a pop quiz as I get ready to pray? I need all of y'all mm. who've been in church Come on. to put the definition Come on. of our working definition Come on. of faith in the comments. Come on. Faith Let is. me see what you're working with. I'm gonna help faith you is faith what? Is. Faith is. Faith is a. Faith is. I'm going to pray while y'all putting <laughs> it Come in on. There. Come on. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you praise with much thanksgiving. We thank you that something supernatural happens every time we sit around your word. Holy Spirit, you said that anytime that we can see here and understand, we shall be converted mm -hmm. and we shall be healed. And we declare, we put a demand on that word today. As the word goes forth, we will not be the same. We are coming into a position of faith and receiving all that heaven has made available to us according to the word of God. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Let me see what we got. What we got. What is the definition of faith? I see one person. Come on. I see good two job. People. There you go. What, what, what's the definition of faith? There we go. Come on. Come on. I lost my earring. Man, you got a lot going on this morning. I do have a lot going <laughs> on this morning. Come on, that's two of you. We know we know it's a little delayed, but we you got you gotta get this because there's 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 parts to this. And if you get the parts to it, then the definition makes sense, makes sense itself, right? Faith is something, right? It comes from somewhere. It belongs to somebody and it is for a purpose. It's a four part system, right? There you go. So we're going to put it up here. Some of you got it already, but for those of you like, I don't know what they talking about. Here you go. This is our working definition of faith. It is that faith is a supernatural force. That's what it is. A supernatural force, a supernatural belief, a supernatural power. Okay. That's what faith is. Faith is something. That's what it is. Where does it come from? It comes from God. from God. Faith comes from God. It's not something we manufacture. It's not something we come up with in our mind. It's not something we ascend to. But faith comes from God. Okay? It's this supernatural force, belief, power that comes from God. And it is given to you and I. It is given to us as believers in Jesus Christ. Faith is a gift. It's given to us. What's the purpose of that gift? It is to bring the will of God to pass in the earth. God wants us to partner with him so that all of the miraculous things he wants to happen in the earth, he needs hands in the earth to do that with. He has asked us to partner with him so that we can be a blessing to others and so that we can receive blessings in our life. God wants us to partner with him. 
In fact, our guiding word tells us that if we would partner with God and let God do his work, that he will take care of us. And that's why I get excited about this faith teaching, because this definition makes so much sense to me. It makes so much sense. It tells me what faith is. It tells me where it comes from. It tells me that it's for me. And it tells me the purpose, which is to get God's will, not Edwin's will, not Sean's will, not your will, but God's will into the earth. Let me shout you out. <laughs> for real, let me shout you out. You know, when we first started doing the live, if I had lost my earring, it just I just waited on you. you just, <laughs> just waited I'm, on I'm you. like, hey, let's go. You let's just get wait it. On. Let's get it. But look at you. And I want all the ladies. Do y'all see how I carry this extra pair of earrings with me? Baby, listen, because if you stay ready, you, you just got to get, get ready. Now, your faith <laughs> needs to be like that. That if you stay ready, yes. you don't have to get ready. Yes. So we're talking today about practical steps for developing and growing your faith. Mm -hmm. There are practical steps that you have to. And I know that this is a big question because so many people ask me, how do you guys grow your faith? Man. You, This is so important and you need to know it. You need to understand faith is not for crisis management. Right. Faith is not for right. crisis management. Faith is a lifestyle. The Bible says we for we walk by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. That's what 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 tells us. For we walk by faith and, and not, not by, by sight. Not by our physical senses. The born again believer is called to walk by faith. Mm -hmm. Say this, I walk by faith. I walk by I'm faith. called to walk by faith. Faith is a lifestyle. Yes. And I think one of the things that grieves me um, is that when believers don't learn how to walk by faith as a lifestyle, then they struggle in crisis. Mm -hmm. The lifestyle. Because they're trying to manufacture yes. faith in the moment. Yes. And the worst time to try to be uh, developing anything of substance is when you're in a crisis. The, the, people don't work. Athletes don't work on their game in the season. They work on perfecting their game in the offseason. Absolutely. So you can't wait till you are Absolutely. in crisis to try to understand and develop and grow your faith. You do it while things are good. You do it when things are bad. So that way it's always this constant thing you're doing to developing and growing your faith. Absolutely. So in practical terms, mm -hmm. one of the things that you said, it was one of the best things I thought was in the notes this week. You said walking by faith means that a believer's actions, decisions, and attitudes should be based on the promises and truths of God's word yep. instead of the natural circumstances or feelings. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to say that again. In practical terms, to walk by faith. Here's what it means. It means that a believer's actions, yep. decisions, and attitudes, they should, they should be based on the promises and truths of God's word yes. instead of natural circumstances or feelings. Mm -hmm. Come on and tell your neighbor, say, we all got to walk by faith. We all got to walk, 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 walk by faith. We all got to walk by faith. He says, listen faith. here, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. And so you're going to see things in the world, but don't just respond to what you see. Find out what the word says and then bring your feelings, your thoughts, your actions, your beliefs into agreement with that and walk accordingly to that. And I do that even when I am uncertain of certain trials that I'm going to face, certain tribulations that may come my way problems and issues. It doesn't matter. I don't just say I'm in faith when things are going great. I'm in faith no matter what comes my way, because remember, I am basing that on what faith is, who faith comes for in the purpose of faith. And so therefore, then I am making sure that my actions, my decisions and my attitudes line up with God's word, regardless to what I see in the natural, regardless to what I'm experiencing, regardless to what I'm hearing. I, what does God's word say? That's where I rely on. No, that's so good. And let me say this. This point about walking by faith as a lifestyle, the reason it's so important is because I want to give y'all a very specific issue. Um, I'm really struggling with my work. Y'all pray for me. 
Um, I want to give you a specific example. One of the reasons that people really struggle when their finances are limited to walk by faith is that they did not walk by faith when they thought they had enough money. What does walking by faith look like? Which means they were looking at their money even when they thought they had enough. They were looking at their money even when they thought they had enough. And money is a good tool with a terrible God. Money, y'all better say, baby, that money is the is, highlight money of the day. Is a money good tool is a good tool with a terrible, but a terrible God. God. So what does this mean? A lot of people actually do not know that they do not know how to live by faith as long as they have enough. Absolutely. Because you have gotten what you have gotten because you budgeted well. Mm -hmm. Now hear me. I am not saying that you should not budget well. Mm -hmm. I am saying that the measure of whether you can do or not do something should be based on what God said, not what you see in your mm -hmm. account. And if you would begin to practice even when you think you have enough money to ask God, what should I do? What's the order? Listen, even to this day, we learned this very early on, but even to this day, we still ask God about how to pay things, mm -hmm. how to do things, even things we have the money in our account to do. We say, okay, God, how do you want to do this? And because we do it as a lifestyle, anytime there seems to be lack, we are unbothered because we have watched God be faithful. We have watched God be consistent because this goes shock some of you. Do you know God doesn't need you to be without to help you with your money? Right. God don't, God don't need you. Some of you think God is not in. Some of you think as long as you go to work, as long as you manage your money well, as long as things going well, then you got it. Over here, we ain't never got it. Yeah. Over here, we never got it. Who always has it? God always has it. Because we, we, we understand that you, because we've done it before. We did it in the past. If you look to your resources, your resources are fickle. Resources come and resources go. So we learn how not to focus on the resources, but to focus on the source. And if you focus your attention on the source, you will always have the resources that you need. You don't. But, but as long as you're focusing on the money itself, when the money is great, you feel great. When the Come money on. is low, you feel low. Come on. But remember, we don't base our behaviors, our actions and our attitudes on what we see in the natural, because Corinthians tells us that we walk by Faith and, and not, not by, by sight. The question then becomes, how do you continuously do this? How do you live a lifestyle? You talked about a lifestyle. How do I live this lifestyle of faith? Well, we do it because we're constantly feeding ourselves the word. We're constantly feeding the word. Now, I want to give you this because it is the huddle Sunday, This, which is why I'm using this specific example. There were many of you that have expressed to me you want to get to a huddle. Mm -hmm. You think that you can't get to a huddle because you don't have the money. Yep. You can't get to a, the huddle because you won't exercise you won't, your faith. You won't exercise because God faith. is not a respecter yes. of persons. God will, faith works for anybody, anywhere, if you will use it. Yes. So what you have to own is that here is what happens. When it's time to get the ticket, time to get the hotel, time to get the whatever, you look at yourself. You say, based on this account, we cannot afford to yeah. go. And then you say, some of you decide today, already you can't come you, in all. You, you already, you decided already decide today. you can't you come in all. You give God a chance to work. Where when we are believing God to do something, and we did used to have to believe God to go to our spiritual parents' mm -hmm. meetings. We did not have it in our budget. Baby, when those dates would come out, we would get an agreement. Yep. We would say, we don't know how, but we're going to be in the room. Yep. We don't know how, but we're going to be in the room. What were we doing? We were putting our faith to work. Every time they would say, we would go ahead. The registration was free. Yep. We registered so we, for the we, thing. We go, we go as far as, far as our faith, faith would take, take us, right. right? Listen, they would say, here's the hotel block. If sometimes you could get, you could reserve the hotel, yep. but you didn't have to put your yep. credit card down. Yep. We would reserve the hotel and not put our credit card down. Why? Because we were going as far as our faith and, would and, take us. And there us. were times that we had money for the hotel and not the airfare. We booked the hotel. 
We said, we know if we book the hotel, we know we'll get there. And if sure enough, we, we keep believing God and then the money will come with the air flights. And, and we learn to believe God as we went. We learn to believe and to trust God and say, God, we believe we receive now. Okay, we have it. We're going. Now, what are the steps you want us to take along the way to manifest this thing? Because we already know we got it. Because we already know we have it. And this is so important to me. It's not just about coming to the huddle. Obviously, we would love to see you, but I really want you to hear me. If you have a desire to come to the huddle and if you are a partner, I know that you do, even if you don't know that you do, you have a desire to come to the huddle. And if the enemy can make you think you don't have the money to get to the huddle, what else is the enemy keeping out of your hands? Yeah. Where, where else is the enemy limiting you? What else has God put in your heart and you go, we can't afford it. Oh, it really doesn't matter. I, I really don't need it. I'll be okay without it. Even if you will be okay without it, that is not how God has designed you to live because Psalms 23 um, says the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. But many of you feel like God is a respecter of persons because the work of saying we believe we receive, babe, we going to mom and dad yeah. event. Babe, this is the hotel. But babe would say, I already filled out the registration form. We're going to be in that place. Other people would say, when you get there, we're not sure what day we get there. Well, we're going to be in the place. And, and hear me, confession is good, but confession without a resolve that says this is my reality will never pull that reality. And so what the enemy will do is he will lock you into the limitations of your own thinking and your own account. And you got to break out. That's why you need the word. And, and that's why you, you, I was just going to say, you got to be feeding yourself the you word be because doubt is going to, doubt's going to eat. Doubt is going to eat. And, and so you got to make sure that you are feeding yourself the word because doubt is going to come and doubt is going to look for any place it can come into your life. And when it does, doubt is going to eat. And so you got to make sure that you have another word in you that you can starve that doubt out of your life. Yes. The huddle is today at 11 a.m. Yes. Yes. So this is so important. Is this helping you guys? Right. So. It's not, you can't just eat one time and then stop. It needs to be continuously nurtured and strengthened by our regular intake of God's word. You can't just read the word when, when you're in crisis. <laughs> you got to be constantly feeding yourself in the same way that you eat uh, a meal every day or two or three. You got you to be feeding yourself. I am always looking. There are three promises that I probably look at every day mm. in my life. Number one, it is the it is the promise of divine protection for me mm -hmm. and my family. Mm -hmm. There is probably not a day that I do not thank God and decree and declare that there is divine protection over me and my family. The other one is that my youth is being renewed like the eagles because that is what Psalms 103 promises me. It is my expectation. I, I didn't I'm not waiting till I'm 70 to declare that I'm not going to be falling down. I am decreeing and declaring every day that my mm -hmm. youth will be renewed like the eagles, that Pastor Elman and I will fulfill our de destiny, that we'll be healthy and strong, that we'll be able to live on our own, and that we will finish the assignment that God has given us. Amen. And we are very specific, and that when we go home to the Lord, it will not be sickness and disease. Amen. I'm not waiting for a bad report Amen. to say that. Amen. That is something I'm decreeing and declaring every day. And the other thing that I'm declaring every day is some form of increase. Why? I sow every day. I expect to receive every day. And this we got added a new confession because I sow first class seeds. I expect first class harvest. Amen. And that should be your, your you got to be full of the word. So when you're in a world that's constantly telling you why you can't have enough money, why you got to get sick and die from disease, why, why you can't expect divine protection in a world with mass shooters and all of that stuff, you got to be full of faith and faith comes from the word. All right. It does. I mean, it's, it's, it's people say, why do y'all talk about faith so much? Well, because it's important to understand that faith gives us the ability to trust all of God's promises, to trust all of God's provisions, 
even when situations and circumstances look bleak or contrary to the promises of God. Listen, we live in a world, and the Bible says in this world we will have what? Trouble. Trouble. He, but Jesus doesn't just end it there. He says, don't worry, be of peace, be in peace. Don't Because I have already overcome the world. He says that word peace means nothing missing, nothing broken. When everything around you is spinning, when all hell is breaking loose, he says, don't worry, don't fret, don't doubt, know that my word still stands. He says, I've given you. Now, now think about this. God gives us the measure of faith so that we can use that measure of faith you better preach. to believe his promise of what he's going to do for us. He, he's not asking us to even do it on our own. He says, listen, I'm going to give you something supernatural because what is faith? It is a supernatural force, belief, or power that comes from who? God. For to what? The for, for what? To, to, for me, the believer, to do what? To bring his what? Will? will? What, what's his will? He says, my will is that none would perish. He says, I, 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 I will not hold any good thing from you. There's, there's hundreds of promises about God being good to us. He wants to bring that to pass, but he needs a faith participant. He needs a faith participant. Tell your neighbor, I am a faith participant. I, I am, am a faith, faith participant. participant. Now, listen, Jesus tells us we're going to have trouble. Mm -hmm. He says, but don't worry. Mm -hmm. Be at peace mm -hmm. because I have overcome it. Mm -hmm. I want to give you an example to let you know whether you are in faith or mm -hmm. not. I want to give you a very simple example. Now, listen, I don't know if this belongs to all our people. But if you black, you are familiar with this. Have you ever had a bug come in your house and you talk to the bug and tell the bug it picked the wrong place? <laughs> right now, I just, I, I just, I just want to know, have you ever had a fly, a yep. spider, something in your house? I don't know what it is about black people when we talk to stuff. But listen, you'll be you. Listen, you got your fly. So listen, you sitting there watching TV and a fly touch you and you go. I know a fly didn't just touch me. And you say, let me get up and get this fly swap. Mm -hmm. And now you start talking to the fly. Now he buzzing all around your head, but you talking to the fly. What you oh, saying to you, the fly? You, you going to die today. Oh, you going to die you today. Picked the wrong oh, house. you picked the oh, wrong Oh, you going to come up in 4172. <laughs> and in your mind, even though you have not killed that fly yet, it's already oh, dead. It's already Baby, dead. that fly is already oh, dead. Yeah, yeah. Now, I want to ask you. When you don't have enough money, is that how you talk? Mm. I want to ask you, Come when on. your body is in pain, Come is on. that how you talk? Come See, on. I know you know how to be in faith. I just need you to be in Bible faith. Mm -hmm. See, in the same way that you talk to that fly, you ought to say, wait a minute. I sow way too much for there mm -hmm. not to be harvest coming to me. Mm -hmm. The devil is alive. You better release my money to me now in the name yep. of Jesus. Let me tell you what I heard somebody say the other day, and I never thought about this. You know, the scripture says the wealth of the wish is stored up for the righteous, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, we have this conversation about where do the wicked get money from, mm -hmm. right? I'm listening to somebody teach the other day, and he said, all of the money of the wicked is actually unclaimed money by believers because mm. the earth is the Lord's and, and the fullness thereof. thereof. So any, any heathen that has money, they have the money because, because a believer will not take their place and put a demand on what belongs to them. Now, I don't know about you, but that got me stared up. And I, and I have to say this because I don't want you to run out of here going, oh, yeah, let me call in the wealth of the wicked. So much of that is. Amen. It ain't just standing on the street corner talking about money coming to me, wealth of the wicked, release my money. What has God told you to do so that that money has a conduit to find you? That's right. You got to make sure that you don't get this idea that the passion said that it's just unclaimed money. I claim my money. Okay, great. What is the thing God has put in your heart to do so that that money can have a conduit to get to you? Because sometimes it may be a business, but sometimes it, it's, it's really about obeying God. It is obeying God. What are God. you obeying God in? Because when you obey God, then we know provision always shows up. Provision always shows up. Mm -hmm. So what are the foundations of faith development? What are foundations of faith development? Number one, you must be hearing mm. the word. Hearing. These are, these, these are five. If you, listen, 
If you're taking notes this morning, you need to take notes on this. I talked about this on Wednesday night, but we're going we're gonna to spend some time today and probably some additional time maybe next week. But you need to understand these are like five pillars that you need to be doing daily, I would say. And if you do them regularly and you make them a part of your life, it is easier to grow and develop your faith even when things are coming, trying to chip away at it. Absolutely. You so, must so, be must hearing be. Yes. the word. Yes. Hearing the word. I am always hearing word that tells me that God desires to be good to mm -hmm. me. Healing is God desiring mm -hmm. to be good to me. Mind regulation is God desiring to be good to me. A better job, an increased business, houses I didn't build, that is God desiring to be good to me. You know what else hearing the word will do? It will make you want to be obedient mm -hmm. because there is no way you can look at all of the promises of the goodness of God and want to be out here living in the devil foolish kingdom. Mm -hmm. There is no way you can see that God wants you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. He wants your youth to be renewed like the eagles. He wants your family to be saved. He wants you to increase more and more, you and your children. He wants wealth and riches to be in your house. He wants you to be to satisfy you with good things. There is no way you are reading that every day and internalizing that and you got time to play with the dumb devil. Mm -hmm. The reason that some of you have so much time to play with the devil is that you're not hearing your daddy's voice enough. And literally, it's like being a kid who is living in a good house with food and you're going out on the streets tricking to get food. It doesn't even make, sense. Doesn't make sense. You need to be hearing the word. Amen. What is God saying? What is God saying? And then once you hear what God is saying, you actually alluded to it. You actually need to be internalizing and then verbalizing the word that you have heard. Why? Because it's one thing to hear word. Somebody can come, literally, somebody can come right now and say, uh, uh, you know, Edwin, you, you're not very smart. Okay, I heard that, but I don't internalize that, right? And because I don't internalize it, it doesn't become a part of me. So it's not just that you want to hear word, you want to hear word, and then you need to internalize that word. When God, when, when, you re, when you read the word and the word talks about how God loves you, you need to internalize that so that literally if nobody else in the world ever said they loved you, you feel love because it's been internalized. How do you solidify what's going on on the inside of you? By verbalizing it. I say God loves strict. I say God is looking out for Camp Strick. I say God is protecting Camp Strick. God wants to prosper FOC and all of its partners. I say we are going to meet our 100,000 goal with ease. I say we are sending more and more kids to college every year. Why am I saying those things? Because if I say it out of my mouth, my ear gets to hear it. My ears get to hear it. It gets down into my heart. And the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, what? The mouth continues to speak. So you got to internalize that word that you hear and you got to verbalize that word that you hear. You got to say things like I am the righteousness of God in, in Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus. You got to be able to have those things coming out of your mouth because when you internalize them, they change who you are. You got to say stuff like I am full of faith. I am full of faith. Why? Because when you begin to say that, then again, your ears get to hear it in your ear gate. It gets into your heart, comes out of your mouth, and the cycle gets repeated. And then it, you become the very word that you heard. Now, I just want you to practice. I want us to put a couple of confessions <laughs> in the comments, things that you say over yourself. I've given you some. Pastor Ellen is giving you some. I say I'm satisfied with long mm -hmm. life. I say I am blessed and highly favored. Mm -hmm. This is one of, one of my favorite things. People want to tell me yes. Mm. People want to tell me yes. Anytime I am doing the will of God, people want to tell me yes. I tell myself it's, all the time, if I am willing and obedient, I will eat the good of the land. I, I remind myself that obedience is the one thing that I can do, that I, that I have the power to do through Holy Spirit. I can choose to obey God. I can choose to obey God. I can, you, you got to decree and declare the word. I prosper in every I season. I like that Elijah said, in nothing will, will I, I be, be ashamed. ashamed. I like that. Why? Because he says, you will, will anybody not, he, who he trusts me will, will not, not be put, put to shame. shame. I love that. Do y'all see this? I don't know if y'all realize this. I am this. healed and I am whole. I like that. Everything I am blessed we're and saying.
is we're quoting scripture to mm -hmm. you. We've taken the scripture. I'm and operating we, godly wisdom, yeah, knowledge, we, and understanding. We are just taking scripture mm -hmm. to you. So many times we're listening to people to and yes. you're saying things like, things like, I'm smart. I'm a good student. I got a degree. Man, don't nobody care about that. I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen. God is moving my name to the top of the list. God is causing people to Amen. favor me. God is increasing me. Those are the things that I am saying because I want to say what God is saying about me, not just the physical act. Because let me say this. Is there anything? Wrong? I love that. When rules, laws, and regulations are changed on my behalf. Yes. Amen. There are, yes. there are things being worked out right now in Congress, uh, in the state house, uh, in the local city government. It's, it's got my name on it. They'll be working out on my behalf. I love it. This is... The, Guys, because think about it. If you say, if your confidence is in you being smart, you do realize that you could apply for a job where somebody else is smarter. Your, your confidence, your confidence wants to be, you want to put your confidence in the word of God, that God will favor you and cause you to prosper in every set place that he has called you to be. So you right? can change that from saying I'm smart to I'll walk into the wisdom and knowledge of God in every situation in my life. Yes. There you go. I walk in the wisdom of God. I walk in the knowledge and revelation of God. God gives me an answer for every situation in every area of my life. Yes. Yes. I partner with God to do great exploits. Mm -hmm. That's one of my confessions. I partner with God to do great exploits. So then we, you got to keep hearing the word. Yeah. You got to internalize and verbalize the word that you've heard. And then you have to understand the heart and mouth connection mm -hmm. with the word, which is what we've been modeling for you, that you got to hear the word, the word, you got to say the word. You got to believe the word. The word gets in your heart. Mm -hmm. It starts to come out of your mouth and it becomes who you Amen. are. You've got to understand Amen. the connection between your heart and your mouth. It is one of the reasons in our family we are so serious about the words that come out of our mouth because your words reveal your heart. Because it says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Then number four, you got to get corresponding action with the word that you My have goodness. heard. Yes. Here's a great example. You can't say, I believe in seed time and harvest. I declare harvest is coming to me, but every time it's time to sow seed, it ain't you. Mm. No, you got to participate with the corresponding action. You can't say, I believe that a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, but never have time to read your Bible. There must be corresponding action, not just action. Y'all put in the comments, corresponding mm -hmm. action, right? That's the reason why when we pray for people, you know, if someone says, oh my, you know, I, I, I get, we, we pray for someone not too long ago who had arthritis in their hand. And we were like, okay, after we prayed for him, we said, okay, now do what you couldn't do before. You get what's what's the you believe you receive your healing. What can you do with that hand you couldn't do before? And they began to stretch that hand out. Why? Because you need corresponding action to your faith. Think about it. When Jesus, when 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 the man was, was laying at the at the pool. Right. And he says, well, I can't. No, I, I want to get in there. But every time uh, the water gets trouble, I, I, people jump in before me. And, and, and it was like, look, man, we don't we don't know what what, else, what that's all about. But what we have, we can give to you. And what do they say? Get up your bed, take up your bed and walk. Why? Because he had to have some kind of corresponding action to it. He had to. What, what did he say to blind Bartimaeus when he said he, he, when blind Bartimaeus took off his um, his his uh, blinding rag? And why? Because that was his act of faith. He was like, you know what? I'm taking that sash off of me and I, I don't want to identify as the blind beggar no more. So what's your corresponding action that you're doing? What is the thing that God has told you to do that, that you say you believe God for, but you're not doing anything about it? I believe God for a better job, but you keep applying for jobs that make less than you make now. What's the corresponding action to that? There I must be corresponding action. I believe God for better health, but I won't make any changes oh, to come my on. What's your corresponding I, I, what, action? There must be corresponding action. And then you're going to take number sure. five. Sure. And then lastly, we tell you, we talk about this all the time. In order for you to understand these foundations of your faith development, right? Because that's what we're talking about. How do we develop our faith? You must have an understanding 
of how the kingdom of God works. Why do I need to have an understanding of how the kingdom of God works? The same reason that if you decided to leave America and you decided to go to uh, another country, you decided to go to, uh, to Italy, right? Then you have to know that there are certain things, certain customs, or let's say you decide to go to India. There are certain customs and culture that happen there that if you don't live within the parameter of that culture, you're going to, number one, look like an oddball, and number two, not reap all the benefits of that culture. Well, you don't get to come into this outs from this outside world over here into the kingdom of God and then keep that same old culture. You have to know how the culture of the kingdom of God works. It's like our family. Everybody has their own family. In our family, we do things a certain way. If you're going to come and, and not just visit, and some of you are visiting the kingdom, but if you're going to come and live in the kingdom, you're going to come and live at Camp Strick, there are certain things you're going to have to learn to do. One of the things you're going to have to learn to do is that when you wash the dishes, you got to clean that sink out. What do I mean? I mean, you got to take a towel and you got to wipe that sink dry. Otherwise, it ain't done. In our house, my wife says all the time and has said all the time to all of our kids, the kitchen ain't clean if the floors ain't swept and the counters ain't done just because you did the dishes. That's the culture in Camp Strick. In your house, maybe you don't wipe the sink out. In your house, maybe the kitchen is clean if you just put the dishes uh, in the dishwasher. But whatever the culture is, you have to know how to operate in that culture. And the kingdom of God has a culture. And the kingdom of God has a culture. And it is the culture of faith. So if you are a believer who is not walking by faith, you look like an oddball in the kingdom. You do. When you are in the kingdom and you don't walk <laughs> by faith, the angels is like, what in the world is going on? We can't even partner with you for the will of God because instead of saying what God is saying, you saying what your mortal enemy is saying. And they're going, God, what is, what is man, man that thou that are mindful what? of him and has made him a little lower than Elohim? Man, come on. <laughs> He's like, this, this is the people that Jesus died for? Because <laughs> you got to learn how that culture works in the kingdom. So you got to, you, you got to clean up. You got to clean up your hearing mm -hmm. so you can clean up your thinking. Mm -hmm. I really want you to hear me. You are never going to believe that the abundance of God belongs to you sitting in poverty all the time, mm -hmm. sitting in lack, talking to people who don't, who always talk about why something can't be done and why you don't need a house that big and what you need with a car like that for. And ain't nobody in your family never done that. You will not get there. You've got to clean up your hearing in order to clean up your thinking, mm -hmm. which will then clean up your believing which will clean up your confession. But I want to make very one important distinction here. There are a lot of non-biblical tools that can tell you how to prosper. And there is some good things in that. But the foundation of prosperity for every believer should be the word. Yeah, we just gave you those five. That was number one. You got to be hearing word. It, it, it should be the word. When we say word, we mean the Bible. We mean what? We mean faith teachers. We mean people that are going to tell you the word of God. Now, this gets into some a few more things we want to do before we get out of here. Is one, you got to get in the practice of studying the word. Yeah. So we're gonna give them some some. We're about to give you some practical tips. If you're taking notes, these are things you can write down. We gave you the five pillars. Right. Those five things are extremely important. Right. What do we say? We say you got to be hearing word. You got to internalize and verbalize that word. You got to understand that heart mouth connection. You got to have corresponding action. You got to understand how the kingdom works. And so once you do that, what's your part to play? What's what do you, what do you have to do? in order to grow your faith. And Pastor Sean said, number one, was that you need to make sure that you are studying the word. Not in the comments, pastors, teach me my part. Mm -hmm. Teach me my part. Number one, you must practice studying the word. Romans 10 tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing, and hearing by and the hearing word of God. I need to hear hearing. the word. Number two, I got to practice I must practice, I need to practice, I should practice 
making daily confessions, speaking out the word of God. Because that's going to help with my out the word internalization of God. Yes. and my verbalization yes. of the word of God. So I want you to really check that your daily confessions are word-based and not just positive. Mm -hmm. Now hear me, word confessions are positive, but every positive confession it's is not, not the based word. based on the word of God, right. Word confessions are positive, but every positive confession is not the word of God. And I know a lot of you make daily affirmations. I see them on social media. I want you to start asking yourself as you go through and pick them up from wherever. What is the scripture that supports yeah, right, this? Right. What is the scripture right. that supports this? Then um, because Job 22 and 28 says thou shalt decree a thing and it will be established unto you. I want to be saying what God is saying. It says, I'll decree a thing, it'll be established unto me, and the light shall shine upon my ways. Mm -hmm. I want to say what God is saying. Mm -hmm. What's next? What Number I want to do? You got to make sure that you are practicing prayer. Prayer is essential. The significance of a strong prayer life cannot be overstated. Listen, the Bible says men ought to what? Always pray. In Luke 18 and 1, it says he spoke a parable unto them to this end. And he says that men ought to always pray and always. not faint. Men ought to always pray. Now, listen, when we talk about prayer, uh, and, and I won't get into all that because we, we, we've talked a lot about it before and we'll talk a lot about it some more in the future. But when you pray, this is not begging time. Prayer is not going to God and begging God for the things that you really don't even believe is going to happen. What it is, is just communicating with God. And in your prayer time, there ought to be some time where you are quiet and allowing God to speak to you. It ain't just you coming into the room, into your prayer closet, and you talking for 60 minutes nonstop and then getting up and leave. You ought to have time where you are listening to Holy Spirit. Prayer is about communication. And as Pastor Chandra, and, and, and Pastor Chandra always says, prayer is about saying God's word back to him. It ain't just asking God for, for the latest and greatest and, oh, woe is me, God, can you help me? And if you don't stop by, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, no, no. Prayer is a certain posture that says, God, your word has declared. And you say what God's word has declared, you believe it, and then you sit and hear if there's anything else God needs to say about that. That's what prayer is. So you you know, gotta that practice. is so prayer. good. You got to practice well, prayer. And one of our challenges is to pray in the spirit for an hour a day. Hour a day. Yep. So some of you practice praying in the spirit more than you practice in English, praying English because your English prayers, they don't match the words. Mm. So just pray in the spirit. Amen. The next thing you need to do is you need to practice living by faith. Mm -hmm. Faith is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. This means, this means that one should walk by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. We are making our decisions and actions based on faith regardless of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many times in our circumstances that it looked like a no, but God said yes. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many times we, we have thousands of testimonies Literally. of things that should not have worked for us, that things that it don't make like make sense that it could work, things that they said they didn't do for nobody else. They didn't know why they were doing it for us, but we had a word from God. Mm -hmm. Faith is a lifestyle. Yes. Hebrews 10 and 38 says, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. God is not pleased when we don't walk by faith, but I need you to know why. God wants to be good to you. And the only way that you can receive the fullness of his goodness is you must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently mm -hmm. seek him. Yeah. So when you don't believe that he is, he doesn't have pleasure in that because if you don't believe that he is and he rewards, he cannot release the thing that already belongs to you. In my Thompson Chain Reference Bible, I got Hebrews 10, 38 circled. And I know I got it circled because it's in pink. And out beside it, it says, just live by faith. It says, it says just, it, the Bible says, now the just shall live by faith. In my Bible, I hand wrote in the little margin thing. It says, just live by faith. 
just live by just faith. Just live by faith. <laughs> just live by faith, right? Yeah, just live by faith. Just live by faith. So part of the lifestyle of faith is I got to practice putting my faith into action. I got to practice. I have to practice putting my faith into mm -hmm. action. Whether that is learning how to make a phone call when the Holy Ghost prompts you, whether that's learning how to go to the store when the Holy Ghost prompts you, whether that's learning how to get up and turn off your TV or get off TikTok because the Holy Spirit says, come read your Bible. Whether that is, get, you know, I, we know somebody who got a job because literally they they were a teacher and they had moved back up here um, during a time after the teachers had been hired mm -hmm. and they were working at Walmart and they were sitting at their desk at Walmart and the Holy Spirit said, right now, go to this district and look for a job. And a job had just posted and she ended up getting that job, which then ended up parlaying into the position that she really wanted. But what would have happened had she not moved when God told her to move? Many times God is telling us to move, but because we don't practice faith in action, we're like, oh, God told me yesterday that I should have called mm -hmm. this person. God told me yesterday that I should have went and looked at this house. No, go and do what God is telling you to do and make it your daily habit. Somebody type this in the comment. Faith is not passive. Faith is not passive. When I get an instruction from the Lord, I ought to be quick to do it. Faith needs corresponding action. And then Bible says in James 2.26, it says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so then faith without works is dead also. So you can't say that you're in faith, but then you're being passive about everything the Lord is telling you to do. Now, anybody with kids or a dog, you know this. You know how fast you want your dog to move when you mm -hmm. call them. You know how fast you want your kids to move. Practice moving that fast when the Lord mm -hmm. tells you something. Mm -hmm. practice moving as fast as you want your kids to move when you tell them something make it your practice to move that fast when god tells you to do Amen. something right Amen. then you got to practice being led by the holy spirit here's your next practice right practice here. being led practice. by the holy spirit now can you see that practicing living by faith practicing faith in action practicing being led by the spirit those are all really just being led by the Holy Spirit. We just broke them down so that you could understand them. Galatians 5 and 16 says, walk in the spirit so then you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That is not just, praise God, it is that if you walk in the spirit, you'll stop cussing people out. Praise God, it is that if you walk in the spirit, um, you will stop sleeping with people outside of marriage. But you know what else it is? If you walk in the spirit, you will walk into the right opportunities at the right time mm -hmm. with your name on. Mm -hmm. it, did you hear what I just said? If you walk by the spirit, you will walk into the right opportunities at the right time with your name prepared mm -hmm. on. Them. You know what will have stop happening for you? You'll stop feeling like you always a day late and a dollar short and you'll start walking into the right thing at the right time, knowing that it was prepared and it was ordained for you. Amen. 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 And then the next thing you got to do is you got to practice walking in love. Oh, don't now, mess up now, your love. Now listen, don't what, say it again. Don't, don't mess up your love. Don't mess up your love wall. We are a church teaching you to walk in love, live by faith so that you can experience God's prosperity. Why? Because we know that the Bible tells us that faith Work it by what? Love. Love is the fuel that's going to fuel your faith. The enemy's going to want to come. He's going to want to get you in offense. He's going to get you in strife. He's going to get you in contention. He wants to have all of these things happen in your life so your faith will be diluted. Don't let it happen. The Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit. And one of those pieces of the fruit of the spirit is love, love and self-control. So make sure that you are practicing walking in love. We you used to say this all the time. Don't let somebody else cause you to be somebody that you're not. Don't allow somebody else to cause you to be somebody that you're not. If they have a bad behavior, they they're doing something that's out of bounds. Don't don't match that energy. Don't don't be one of those people who say, if you get ignorant with me, I'm going to get ignorant with you. Walk in love. Stay in love so your faith can stay activated. I want y'all to understand this. And I'm sure we'll probably talk about this because walking in love is one of our jams. Mm -hmm. OK, but I want you to understand this. The strategy of the enemy when you are prospering 
is to slow down your prosperity with offense. Any way he can. That you, you better hear what I'm saying. Things will be getting better and better. Or as that girl say on that, on that, on that um, what is that? That um, gummy bear that gummy commercial. Bear. Gooder and gooder. Things will be good bit getting gooder and gooder for you. And the enemy will use somebody to do something to you or for you to perceive something a certain way. That, that, a it perceived ain't always, offense. Because all the time it is not somebody That's doing right. something. Right. It's that Come you on. perceive something. Come on, and, they, and the enemy will use that to dry up your flow. Yes. Because the abundance of God does not flow through offended vessels. It does not. Listen. The Bible says it like this. The Bible says where there is envying and strife, there is every evil work. And so the enemy wants there to be offense. He wants there to be envying. He wants there to be strife there. Why? Because it's like having a million dollar home with no windows and no doors on it. Somebody can just come in and take all the valuables. He wants that. He wants your your spiritual house to be vacated so that everything that's valuable in that house. He can come and get. And what's the most valuable thing we have as a believer? Our faith. He wants to come get it. I really want y'all. He wants to dilute it. I really wish you would understand how many times, how many times in this journey, especially in my business. People have done things and I have perceived things, but I want to talk about the things that people actually did, <laughs> okay. the things that people actually did. And the Lord would say, you don't want to get distracted with that. Mm -mm. You don't want to get distracted with that. You, you want to stay out of Sean, offense. I got too much good for you. You don't want to get distracted with that. Mm -mm. Man, you don't want to stop your flow mm -mm. with that. Like literally, it'll be like things like things like literally People get worked up about people taking their content. I've had literally people take my whole programs. Do I get upset? No. Nope. You know why? The same God who gave you that program will give you another innovative program. I will never if you need to. If he if he need to. Yep. I just because I understand that offense is the beta Satan. And a lot of times we talk about offense in a way that it can make you sick in the way that it can give you get possessed by the devil. But today I'm talking about the way it can stop your increase. And I just feel like it ain't nobody in the world that's worth me missing my increase. Listen, I know it's kind of a longer statement, but you ought to type this in the comments. Say, I will not allow offense to stop my flow. I will not allow offense to stop my flow. I just won't do it. I will not do it. So we're going to make sure that we do whatever we got to do to practice walking in love. We got one more thing. but I, I really want you to say, I really want you to hear this. It's two more. Uh -huh. Offense will keep you broke. Mm-hmm. Offense will keep you broke. Some of you need to repent right now because you are offended with wealthy people. Mm -hmm. And the Lord wants you to be one of the wealthy people, but you're so offended. How does that offense look? You believe it's somebody else's fault that you're broke. And you can't be what you despise. You can't be what you despise. And so you believe that it's somebody else's fault you're broke. And while it may be a right, a, it is a factual thing. They do not pay you what you're worth as a, as a black woman. It is a factual thing that, that segregation and Jim Crow laws and redlining and all no. of these things have tried to hold us back. But you know what's greater than the facts? The truth. The and truth. the truth is, is that God can bless me in any season in, in spite of any opposition. And if I don't get caught up, Fighting the opposition, and I do what God tells me to do. He will cause me to prosper anywhere. Anywhere. He will cause me to prosper anywhere. anywhere. I need you to put. I need you to get that in your heart, baby. I can prosper anywhere. I love the story, and I know we need to go on, but I love the story of Bishop Oyedipo when he said that God will prosper you anywhere. He said it to prove it. He said the Lord took him into a middle of a jungle in the with nothing but with nothing but a literal jungle. And now they've cleared that thing. He's got a campus there. He's got schools there. There are people, there's subdivisions and everything living there. God can prosper you anywhere. So, but here's a contradiction. And maybe we won't get to these last two or it's up to you. But here's a contradiction. I cannot on this hand say, I got to work twice as hard to be just as good. 
no matter where I go, they're always against me. I cannot say that and also believe that the scripture tells me I can prosper wherever I put my feet to. That's what the scripture tells me. The scripture tells me I can prosper. So which one you go believe? I know you can look around you and you can see all of the reasons to continue to talk about the oppressors. Or you can begin to talk to your oppressors about how your God will raise you up in the midst of your enemies. Because the scripture is full of people who in the midst of their enemies, God gave them the victory. In fact, in Psalms 23, you know what it says? He says, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. That's why you ain't got time to be moved by your enemies. You just need to obey God so they can sit and watch you eat. Sounds like persistence to me. It sounds like persistence. Which is what you need to be doing. You need (laughs) to practice practice persistence. persistence. Faith is not a one-time act, but requires persistence. Believers must be encouraged to stand firm in their faith. That's what you was just talking about. Even when they don't see immediate results. That if, if, If I believe that I prosper every place I put my foot, then when once I put my foot there, I believe I'm already prospering. It don't matter what it looked like. I may have to do a certain certain things. I got to follow some instructions. I got to do some things. But I believe that I am already prosperous. The Bible says it like this in James 1, 3 through 4 in the message translation. It says we ought to consider it a sure gift when tests and challenges come at us from all sides. We should know that under pressure, our faith life is forced into the open and it shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. You ought to read James 1, 3 through 4. Let your faith life get pushed out. That's the purpose of being persistent. So you get to see what's on the inside of you. You get to see what you need to go back and re-up on. You get to go back and see what you need to develop. And that way you do that so that you, the next time, can show up not being deficient in any way. You keep preaching. Deficient in any way. And lastly, what you need to do is practice fellowship with other people. You need some folk who are going to be on your team. You need some folk who are going to encourage you. You're going to need some folk who say, look, I know it's a tough time right now. I know you're going through, but don't you dare let those negative words come out of your mouth again. We're not going to have no pity party. We're getting back in faith. We're going to stay in faith. We believe we receive. It's a done deal. And I'm going to be praying for you and holding you up because the Bible says that when I am, when you are weak, I am to be strong. So come on, let's go. We got this. You need you some folk on your team like that. You need you some folk who gonna hold you up. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, uh, 25 in the NLT, it says, it says, uh, <laughs> and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing nigh. That's why you are to come to the huddle. We getting ready to get out of here, but I'm challenging you to use your faith this month in everyday living to use your faith for what you're sowing and into the scholarship fund Mm -hmm. and to use your faith to get to the huddle. I need you to stop acting like your God doesn't have enough money to do it all. Come on, you can never bankrupt God. I need you to stop acting like your God is so broke and is so inconsistent and is so full of lack that he is not Jehovah Jireh. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely Jehovah Jireh. Mm-hmm. And, th- and he, it is the will of God for you to be at the hub. It is. it is the will of God for you to give the biggest seed that you have given to the scholarship fund. It is the will of God for you to have all of all you need and plenty more to put mm-hmm. in store. It is the will of God, but you got to put a demand on. I believe God. I will see what he said. Mm-hmm. I won't settle until when he said, until I see what he said. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that we know that we're in faith is that when something isn't working out, we don't look at God with a finger of accusation. Yeah, yeah. When something isn't working out, we talk to the circumstances instead of acting like God has failed us. Do you see the difference in that? If God told me that when God told us we were buying the house for the boys, just because we got turned down on the house, that doesn't mean that God didn't say it. We didn't go back to God and say, well, God, we thought you said. We said, earth, give up the house that belongs to Chase and Caleb. In fact, we made a declaration. We told the boys, we said, listen, the house that God says is yours will show itself. 
It'll show itself. And when they found the house that they wanted and we thought that someone had someone had outbid us for the house, we told them, don't lose your faith. If that ain't the house, God has the house for you. And what happened? That very house came back. That very house came Because back. what's for you is for you and nobody can get it. You just can't be tied to every, you, you can't be tied to something. When God tells you he's going to do a thing, you be tied to God, not the thing. Be tied to God, not the thing. Man. And if you tied to God, you will have more than enough things. More than enough. More than enough Glory things. Glory to God. Come on and give this morning. Listen, let me tell you something. Give, give the five push pay tidily takes to give or PayPal for our international partners. We are decreeing and declaring supernatural increase on your life. Mm -hmm. Listen, we listen, y'all ought to be pushing in for this teaching because I can already tell you once we get through with these foundations of faith, we are about to get into faith to prosper, mm -hmm. faith for supernatural mm -hmm. increase. But we got to give you this foundation. But we got to give you this foundation. So you need to get this foundation so you're not showing up, Johnny, come late and frustrated because I am telling you, we are about to see and are already seeing some of the biggest supernatural debt cancellation, some of the biggest debt strategies to get out of debt, some promotions. There are literally people that are going to double their salary, triple their salary, Glory. even before this Glory year is over. God. There are people that God is going to cause houses to come to you. Those houses are either going to be so, they're going to be debt free or they're going to have so much equity in it that it's going to be like you stole it almost. You better hear what I am saying. The question is, will it be you? And I believe if you are a covenant partner of Fellowship of Champions, it is you. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the question. Are you going to join with pastor and I and believe God that God can use your life as a testimony so that you have more than enough to sustain your family, to finance the kingdom and be a blessing to others? Who is out there saying that's me you talking about? Come pastor? On, it's me. No, that's me it's you're me. talking about. That's what they're saying. It's me. That's it's me, me you're talking it's me. about. It's me. It's me. It's me. I'm done settling. We, we used to say all the time, if it's going to be somebody, it might as well be might me. Might as well be me. Listen, if some if somebody go increase greatly, it might, might as, as well, well be, be me. me. If somebody go be blessed and highly favored, it might, it might as, as well, well be me. me. If somebody go be the head and not the Glory. tail, it might it as might well, as be, well me. be me. If somebody go be blessed in the city and Come in the field, on. it might as well be me. If somebody you go be renewed as the eagles, it might as well be me. If somebody go receive preferential treatment, oh, it's gonna it be might me. as well it's gonna be, be me. Oh, yeah. Because in every one of those situations. God can count on me to honor Amen. him. Amen. In every one of those situations, God can count on me Amen. to honor him. In every one of those situations, can God count on you to honor him? When he puts you in the place and now you got the boat, are you going to still be faithful and mm. come to church and not miss Sunday church because you out on your boat? Because God is looking for some people come that are be faithful. Come God on. is looking for some people that love him more than they love Some folk stuff. who can be blessed and faithful. Some folk who can be blessed, empowered, and faithful all at the same time. That's Say that one more time. <laughs> He's looking for some folk who can be blessed and faithful at the same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we got to go because we got another church service. We wish you were here to join us. We hope you're here next month. We hope you're here next month with a testimony about how you use your faith. Oh, somebody asked a question in the comment. I saw it go up. It says, how can I get more of this? Listen, go back to the last three Sundays, this Sunday and the previous two Sundays and also the previous two Wednesdays. We've been talking about Faith Fundamentals five well, for three weeks now over five different sessions, okay? We've been answering the question, uh, what is faith? We've been answering the question, how do we develop our faith? And we're going to get into how do we turn our faith loose? So if you say, how do I, how can I get more of this? Go to our uh, website, www.focchurch.com. Go to our Facebook pages, scroll back, look at the last three Sundays and the last two Wednesdays, and you can get caught up on all of the teaching that we've done. Can I tell y'all one more thing before we go? You gotta hurry. You gotta grow up. The Bible <laughs> says the hundredfold comes with persecution. I want to decree this over you because I want you to understand this. The Bible says the hundredfold comes with per persecution. You go be so blessed, it is gonna make a man. Mm. 
Go no. ahead and take that. They'll it be is, all right. But you ain't got to be mad because they mad. You can just be ready to share when they're ready to listen. But you need to understand what God is about to bring his people into. It is going to make some people mad. I'm telling you that not because I'm not in faith. I'm telling you that so you understand that the blessing comes with persecution. So you don't back up when God starts increasing you. That's the only reason I'm telling you that. Yeah. Just, give, just give them a cake. Let them be big mad. Give him, a, give him a cake. Let him be big man. <laughs> say, say All right. Love you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hello, champions. As many of you know, in 2016, Fellowship of Champions Church awarded its first $10,000 academic and leadership scholarship. Each recipient receives the $10,000 at an increment of $2,500 per year for four years. Recipients must maintain a 3.0 GPA throughout their college attendance to maintain the scholarship. Since its inception, we have had five college graduates and two graduates from trade schools thanks to the FOC Academic and Leadership Fund. FOC also offers the James A. Young Memorial Scholarship, which is a $4,000 scholarship named in honor of Mr. James Young. Since its inception, we've had 21 scholarships awarded for a total of $84,000. To date, there have been 13 FOC academic and leadership scholarships awarded for a total of $130,000. The total of both scholarships awarded since 2016 totals over $214,000. We are asking you to please partner with us in this great initiative. Simply scan the barcode and choose which method you would like to give. On behalf of all of our future scholars who receive a scholarship, we would like to thank you in advance for all of your wonderful support.